Introducing sun mythology from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 19, Oceanic Cultures, Bila and Noe, Indigenous Australian Sun Goddesses. Once, very long ago, there was a woman accompanied by two dingoes on the outskirts of a village. The woman was very hungry. She looked down at her black dingo, and she nodded. She looked down at her red dingo, and she smiled. And with those two subtle gestures, the dingoes took off like a shot deep into the village. The woman turned around and strode away. Terrifying barks and growls echoed forth from the village as she greedily licked her lips and prepared for a feast. During these ancient, dangerous days, there was no light from the sky. There wasn't light anywhere. The world was perpetually covered in darkness. The only time that there was light was when the cannibal goddess Bila was hungry. Wandering the land and doing what she pleased, Whenever she felt the pangs of hunger, she would send her dingoes forth to grab whichever unfortunate humans may have crossed their paths. They would bring the struggling, and sometimes not struggling, human being back to the goddess, and she would roast her meal courtesy of her own fire-bearing powers. Her open flame would be enough to light up the globe, allowing all creatures to tend to their affairs. However, once that light cut out, all people knew that it was only a matter of time before Bila would be hunting again. After living this way for quite some time, Kudnu, the lizard, and Muda, the gecko, began to get sick of Bila hunting the humans. People weren't all that bad. The lizard and the gecko enjoyed their life alongside the humans, but the stress these people would feel every time the light went out, well, that anxiety was too much for Kudnu and Muda to bear. They were going to have to do something about this. Tracking the goddess by the ashes she left behind, one night the lizard and the gecko caught her lounging right after a very large meal. Her dingoes were away rustling up more victims, and the cannibal was caught completely unaware. Kudnu and Muda wasted no time in attacking the goddess with all that they had. They knew that with her abilities, allowing her to have the upper hand even for a moment, would spell certain defeat. Sluggish and confused, wounded, and perhaps for the first time, afraid, the goddess turned herself into a ball of fire and shot away from the scene faster than the lizard and the gecko could track. Watching Bila rise into the sky, Kudnu was well aware they would never get a chance like this again. Hoisting a mighty boomerang over his head, the lizard flung it high into the sky but missed his target. Following Kudnu's lead, Muda let loose a barrage of boomerangs in their last-ditch attempt to trap the goddess for good. Bila's current incarnation was so far away that the land had once again returned to darkness. Finding one last burst of energy as they feared Bila may wink out of sight over the horizon, one of Kudnu's final boomerangs found purchase. Snaring the goddess far to the east, the boomerang brought her back up over the horizon and to the top of the sky, before coming back down again far to the west. 
When after some time the giant ball of flames rose again in the east, the two realized she was now trapped in the sky. When they reached their village, the lizard and the gecko were hoisted in the air and celebrated as heroes. Ending the cannibal's reign of terror, harnessing the light of the goddess for the entire world to use, and eliminating the threat of Bila forever, lizards and geckos were forever honored. In turn for saving humans from being devoured, humans would no longer eat geckos and lizards. Kudnu and Muda looked at each other and shrugged. It was a start. At least they wouldn't ever have to worry about humans being afraid of the dark anymore, right? At another time, and in another place, there was no cannibal goddess. But besides not having to deal with being eaten by Bila, in this place, humans also were not privy to light. That is, until one day, when shifting rocks caused a few sparks, and human beings discovered fire. From that point on, humans would keep bark torches to help light their way when doing it. Well, pretty much anything. In one corner of Australia lived a woman and her son. Together they were each other's everything. She loved and taught her son everything that she knew, and he loved and honored his mother with everything that he was. One day this woman, Noe, had just managed to get her son to sleep when she realized they didn't have enough food for dinner. She sighed and drummed her fingers on her chin. If she could just dig up a few yams, they would be all set. She didn't really see the need to wake her son. If she timed it out just right, she'd be back before he even knew she was gone. Nodding to herself, she crept away from her little boy and lit a bark torch before weaving her way into the land. Unfortunately, after a quick initial search, she couldn't find any yams. She glanced back toward well, where she thought she had come from. If she only went a little farther, things would probably be okay. Slowly yet surely, this bit of start and stop continued across the land. Before Noe could even sense it, she had crested the edge of the earth and came out on the other side. Not familiar with any of her surroundings, she decided she needed to get to higher ground and find her yams. Or better yet, find her way back home. This is where she began to panic. Scrambling into the sky, Noe began frantically screaming her son's name. Climbing higher and higher, her fear and her terror growing more and more, her torch grew in stature as well. Soon, the woman had climbed all the way to the top of the world, and her torch illuminated the land as far as the eye could see. By this time, the woman's voice had gone hoarse from screaming and she was forced to trudge on, mute while she searched. From that point forward, Noe would get up first thing in the morning, climb as high as she could up into the sky, and march from one end of the earth to the other. When she was tired, she would climb out of the sky and leave the world in darkness once more, providing the planet with the light and the warmth needed to foster and flourish all these years 
Noe is venerated as the goddess of the sun, and to this day is still searching for her own son, searching for her own home, and never giving up hope that she might find either. And, according to the Adniamanthia people of Western Australia, and the Wajablik people of Eastern Australia, those are just two very different ways that the sun may have found its way into the sky. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Have a wonderful day, and please make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. Please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. And thank you for listening today. We look forward to seeing you next episode.